heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Hello and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. Today we have a special, special show for you on the Saints and the Beatitudes with our own Father Patrick Greenow, OFM Conventual. Father used to be at Marytown. Uh, many of you know him, our listeners know him from Marytown. Father was born in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and he grew up in Indianapolis. While in his senior year at Indiana, he was called to be a priest through the Rosary and the Eucharist, and he joined the Conventual Franciscans. Then after ordination, Father Patrick served in parishes in Detroit and Peoria. He was the director of Franciscan seminarians and then became guardian of Marytown for 11 years, after which he was minister provincial for nine years. Recently, Father spent a year in Jerusalem on sabbatical and then a year in Rome during the Year of Mercy, where he was a confessor at St. At Peter's Basilica in the Vatican. Father is now pastor of four rural farm parishes in central Illinois and confessor for the Poor Clares and the Daughters of St. Francis. Father was on our show a couple of months ago, and he told his vocation story, which I'm still enjoying the memory of. It's all so beautiful, Father. So today he's going to talk about All Saints Day, since the Beatitudes were in the, the Gospel reading. So he's going to talk about the, the Beatitudes as it, in relation to the saints. So, Father, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joan. It's good to be back to hear your voice again. Oh, Thank yeah. You for having me. I love talking to you and sharing with you. And I know that um, the Beatitudes um, are the road. How, are the, you say in an in a, a email you sent me that the Beatitudes are the job description for being a saint. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Well, you know, when, when we think about saints and we walk into church, you know, we see them in stained glass windows, and we see them on, uh, on pedestals, and they almost seem so far beyond us and, and, and above us, but we have to realize that every saint starts off as a sinner. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Mm-hmm. Peter, St. Paul, St. Augustine, yeah. they all had the sins that they had to struggle with um, in order to become a saint. So saints don't have superpowers. What they really have is super faith. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> That's perfect. And as yeah, I think so too. We don't have to come up with all the answers. We don't have right. to have all the uh, problems solved. You know, we just have to have faith. And if if we have faith like like Peter, you can walk on water. Yes, you yes, know, uh, yes. like Saint Paul, you can travel all over the world. And, and bring others to Christ. And so like St. Augustine, you can turn your life around and become one of the great theologians. If only we have faith. Amen. But I remember as a priest, every Feast of All Saints, uh, the Beatitudes is part is the gospel that we read. Yes. And I was thinking one day, well, if, if, if I was God, <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I want in a saint? If, if I was going to hire a saint, you know? Very good, out yes, a, a, yes. An, an ad in the, in the paper or something. A job description. Well, that's what the Beatitudes are. It's the Beatitudes 
or God's job description for saints. Wow. And that that really means that we can all fulfill it. Mm-hmm. We just have to pray about it and, and study them and, and see how the saints put it into their lives mm-hmm. and how we can put it into our lives. Mm-hmm. And so um, God is, is asking each one of us to fill out the form of the Beatitudes and fill out that job description and become saints in the world now. Because with faith, the world needs saints more than ever. That's so beautiful. So if, if we look at the Beatitudes, um, and maybe don't as, as we walk through them, if, if you think of a saint that seems to fit uh-huh. a particular Beatitude, okay. um, you know, the first one, of course, is, is poor in spirit. You know, saints are called to be poor in spirit. And I think when I, when I look at that Beatitude, I, my first mind is, comes to, of course, St. Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Who, who was truly um, poor in spirit. And of course, to be poor in spirit means to be, to be detached. Yes. Um, to not cling to things. Um, and as, um, as I spoke this morning at Mass, um, each beatitude begins with the word blessed or happy, mm-hmm. which gives the impression that the rest of the phrase will make one blessed or happy if we live these things. Mm-hmm. But how can being poor in spirit or mournful or meek actually make a person happy? Well, think of St. Francis. He was known as the joyful troubadour. No one was, was more joyful in the Lord than St. Francis, and yet no one was more poor in spirit mm-hmm. than St. Francis. He, he was free from all attachments and desires of the world. Especially considering and, that he had so much. I mean, he was so wealthy, and he, they lived in a, right. like a semi-palace or something, and he, the father did the, was in the, what, the dry, the uh, precious material business, or uh-huh. Um, they had everything. Right. He, his, he was a, a middle, his father was middle class. And in the Middle Ages, that was really quite wealthy to be in the middle class, to have a, a, a job of your own and cloth mm-hmm. merchant. Uh-huh. And uh, in, in the eyes of the world, Francis was very well off. But he was not happy. Right. So chasing after what the world gives and what the world tells us we should have will never make us happy. Mm-hmm. And you so if we, if, go ahead. Well, I don't want to interrupt you, I, but these things keep popping into my mind. Um, sure. the, the, the saints who I feel um, embody this um, beatitude are the apostles because they all came from homes and they had nice things and houses and so on, and they dropped everything and to yeah. follow Jesus. Uh-huh. So they became, yeah, poor in spirit. spirit. They detached themselves from their livelihoods, from their possessions, right, and and went off to follow Jesus. I mean, that is rather incredible. Jesus had such a gift of love that they were attracted to um, that they just left everything. That to me is detachment. I, I don't know if I could leave everything, you know, but maybe if Jesus came around <laughs> today, I could, but 
he is around. I'm at, I'm kidding, but at, at first thought, we think we can't do it. Mm-hmm. But that's where that that was Peter walking on water. He mm-hmm. didn't think he could do it. Right. We can we can do it if we have that super faith. Right. And if we look at our lives, are we really happy? Probably not. Many people are probably are not happy, and why? Because they're attached to material things. Yes. They are weighed down by worries, anxieties, material things. And when we let go of all those things and become truly poor, yes, it's like we can we can walk on air. We we are truly free, and and we can be happy in this world right now yes. if we are poor in spirit. And I, I used to, I was involved in the charismatic renewal for a lot of years, but I remember doing a lot of reading and really being touched by the fact that when we pray for others, we, when we pray for someone else's healing, we're likely to be healed. So that being maybe poor in spirit is offering prayers for others, not just ourselves, to let go, to, to, to really think more about them than us. Yes, I think you're absolutely right, because when we pray for other people who are suffering, mm-hmm. we're really not just praying for them, we are uniting ourselves with their suffering. Yes, yes. We're yes. entering into their suffering just as Mary entered into the suffering of Jesus at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and there is, there is an absolute joy, in a real, very real sense, of sharing that with other people. Mm-hmm. Entering into their the depths of their suffering. Yes, yes, beautiful, and, 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 and a healing that comes from that. Beautiful. But, but sometimes we're afraid to enter into the suffering of others. I know, I know, because we are too attached to our comfort, too attached to our material things, too attached to our time, our money. Mm-hmm. All of that is true, and especially praying um, the rosary and praying the sorrowful mysteries. You know, entering into Christ's passion, I don't know, it's it's becoming difficult for me. I mean, it's becoming emotionally um, like a burden for me to enter into his passion because I begin to feel kind of deeply about like the scourging, like you know, what he must have gone through. And so I just feel drawn in more to being with him in those things and entering into his suffering. And But as you enter into his suffering, you will also enter into a certain freedom mm-hmm. and a new life that you, that you have never experienced before. Mm-hmm. If you enter into his suffering, you will die to yourself as he did, but then you come out through the other side mm-hmm. to a risen life, a new life, a life of, of freedom and, and of, of joy. Yes. But first we must die to ourselves. Yes, Father. And, and by sharing the suffering of others, we do die to ourselves. That's, I was just going to say, that is dying to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. We better move on because we have a lot of beatitudes. <laughs> Think of, of, blessed are those who mourn. Now, 
as as we were going through this, I did not think of particular things, but all of a sudden, St. Monica comes to my mind. Oh, wow. St. Monica is the mother of St. Augustine. Yes. And the tears she shed and wept for her son, you know, daily copious tears, weeping for him, that he would convert and become a Catholic. Yes. And, um... She was comforted, as the Beatitude says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yeah. All those tears brought about St. Augustine's conversion. And so she was comforted. In the end, she found her comfort in the conversion of her son, St. Augustine. How beautiful. And so we, we must never be afraid to, to cry, to shed our tears, to open up our hearts. Yes. There is a power and there is a sacredness in tears. You know, that speak louder than any words. I have this little book uh, that I was going to give to my grandchildren, but it's still in, on my desk. And um, I was looking at it and with an eye to this program. <clears throat> and there I read about Elizabeth of Hungary, um, who lived in the 13th century. She was of royalty and was married and um, she really had a heart for the poor and despite her royalty she would just bring food you know to to poor people and uh, there one time <laughs> one time she even allowed a leper to come into the her home and and, and lay down in their bed and um, mm -hmm. yeah. did you read that story? It's rather amazing. No, but I heard about that story. It's very powerful. And so when the husband found out about it and everybody was all upset, they came rushing around and rushing in. And when they took off the covers, there was Christ crucified there. Yeah. Something like that. But those stories, yeah. she had such a heart for the poor and the suffering that she just gave away everything. I, I, that, I, that's so beautiful because I think until we learn to cry, to mourn over the suffering of others, mm -hmm. we will never truly let Christ in our life. Wow. You know, it, and, and when she, she saw the lepers, she saw the poor, she saw the hungry, St. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth of Hungary. Yeah. She saw all those people and she wept over them. Yes, yes. She mourned over them. Yes. And, um, she opened up her life to them, and when she did, what did she find? Christ in her bed. Yes, yes, yes. So when, when we see the poor, the sick, the suffering, and we, we just don't look at them like strangers or turn away, but we actually weep over them, um, then we will understand the sufferings of Christ for us. Yes. And yes. Christ will truly enter our hearts, and we will experience comfort. I, uh, this also, when I was writing one of my books, I, I remember um, Catherine of Siena, who I love so much, and there was a story about her that um, she lived in a, in a grand house, too, and they had many material things and so on. She used to give everything away to the poor downstairs, and there, mm -hmm. was, there was a man um, in the street, kind of a homeless guy, and she went and she gave her cloak to him. And um, I think it was Christ who said um, that, that 
that she had given her cloak to Christ and, and, and the person was was a person but it was really Christ something like and then yeah. because she did that um, Jesus gave her the gift of being out to being able to go out in the cold never ne- needing a cloak she never felt mm-hmm. cold again or something similar to that right so. well I, I, until you mourn over the suffering of others you won't give of yourself you won't give your cloak I think St. Mm-hmm. Catherine saw that suffering and it brought tears to her eyes so much that mm-hmm. um, she had to give of herself. She had yeah. to give that cloak away. Yeah, yeah. And then Christ comforted her when she did. Yes, exactly. Rewarded her, although we don't don't do it for that reason. And so, right. blessed are, what's the next, Father, the meek? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, the person who comes to my mind, this, this suddenly is St. Teresa of the Little Flower. Oh. She was such a humble, and she's the little flower. Yes. She wasn't this great big rose bush. Now she is. <laughs> right. St. <laughs> Teresa now has blossomed into a huge rose bush, <laughs> giving roses to everybody. But while she was on this earth, she was just a little flower. Yes. Yes. Just a little flower. And in, in her meekness, um, you know, she was a cloistered nun, Carmelite mm-hmm. behind the walls. Mm-hmm. People hardly knew she even existed in yes. the world. Yes. It was when um, uh, when she died that her littleness, her meekness just blossomed. Yes. Literally in, into these roses. And um, in, in her littleness, her being the little flower is really what made her great. The saint That's so of, contrary to the way the world thinks. The saint of the little way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you know, it so doable it, for us, right? What? It makes it so doable for us to be little. Sure. Everybody in the world is trying to be like uh, the famous uh, movie stars and, and sports stars. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, we'll never be like them. Right. You know, who who of us can play football or basketball like the great sports stars? Right. Who of us will be the movie stars? But everyone can be meek. Yes. And surprisingly, when we become like the little flower, the amazing, wonderful things that we can do. I remember, didn't she have trouble? Some of the the nuns snubbed her. They were not not kind to her. And she just took that those um that abuse or whatever and just offered it to the lord she never would say back a bad word or something like that there was one nun you could say that really got on her nerves yes that's, yeah <laughs> you know uh-huh. was, a, was human like all of us and this one nun got on her nerves terribly but no one ever knew it amazing she always responded with 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 humility not pride, but she was always humble, charitable, kind, forgiving, helpful. Wow. And it was only after she died in her writing that they found that she had difficulty. No one ever dreamed that she had problems with this one sister. That is how humble and meek the little flower was. How inspiring, you know? How mm-hmm. inspiring. I think daily I run up against you know, problems in myself, feeling like resentment against someone, this or that person for not returning my phone call. You know what I mean? Just things that 
go Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. So time, yeah. So this this is helpful. <laughs> sure. We say to ourselves, "Well, who is that person to treat me like that? <laughs> right. Who who do they think <laughs> right, they are? Right. 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 The little flower was so meek, so humble. She never thought that. It never crossed her mind or her lips. In her humility, she lived day in and day out. Where we, every once in a while, we get puffed up with pride. Say, how could someone treat us like that? Of course, of course. Right. So let's keep going because we. I see we only have two minutes left for this (laughs) this half of the show. So those who hunger for holiness, Father. Uh, oh no no we're we're at I think um, blessed are the pure in heart. Oh, okay. Oh, oh no, I, we skipped. I'm sorry. You're yeah. Right. Blessed are those. Okay. The holiness, are those who hunger, and and thirst for holiness. Right. Well, just look at our own lives. What what do most people hunger for in the right. world? Right. Most people uh, hunger for uh, as soon as they get out of bed in the morning. What's for breakfast? What's yes. for dinner? Yes. You know, and or they're hungering for the uh, the latest sale at the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the new the new iPads are out, and everybody's standing in line for iPads. Right, exactly. And exactly. This is what the world hungers for. Yes. And there's no satisfaction. No, they, it never satisfies our hunger. So it's so it, out of we're so um, out of sync because. The real call is to hunger for sanctity, for holiness, and how right. little of that there is, you know? Oh yeah. my gosh, I hear yeah. the music, Father. We're coming down to a break. Do you have it's a saint? Song, fill, fill me, Jesus. Fill me, Jesus. That's beautiful. That's that famous song. Well, that I don't know that song. Maybe you'll t- share that song after the break. Okay. All right. Hello, I'm Juliana Taimarazi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council in Chicago. Our culture needs Catholic radio as a tool for evangelization and catechesis. As a powerful platform, Catholic radio brings Christ to us all and brings us closer to Christ. Get the real Catholic news from Catholic radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois. 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore, wishing the fullness of God's blessings upon all those who will soon be receiving the sacrament for the first time. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, 
receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including a virtual tour, is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello and welcome back to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. We are talking about the Beatitudes and the Saints with Father Patrick Greenow, um, a conventional Franciscan who happens to be a good friend. Father, I love what you're sharing um, on, on the Beatitudes and you're finding saints to go along with each Beatitude, which makes, which puts flesh on the bones here. So, um, but you you mentioned a song at the break. What was that song? Well, it's, it's called "Fill Me, Jesus." I don't think but I, I, I want. We we got to come up with our saint for number for the hunger and thirst. For oh holiness. right, who is that? <laughs> and I can't believe it, but it's the Samaritan woman. Oh, she just came to my heart, my mind. It's the Samaritan woman. If you remember her story, every day. She took her bucket, right. and she went to the well, and she filled it. Right. And at the end of the day, her bucket was empty. Yes. And she had to get up again in the morning, get her bucket, go to the back of the well, fill it up, and at the evening, it was empty. And Jesus says to her, but I can give you overflowing living water. Well, look at our, look at our lives. We get up every morning with our empty bucket, mm-hmm. and we fill it with jobs, things to do, shopping, mm-hmm. all these things, mm-hmm. and we go to bed at night, and we wake up in the morning, and the bucket is empty, and yes. we start all over yes. again. Yes. We, we seek to fill our stomachs, fill our closets, fill right. our bank accounts. Truly. And every morning, the next morning, it's all empty, and we, got, we start all over again. Whereas if we come to Jesus, He will fill us to overflowing. So what would you say, um, to start our day... We wake up to start our day. How do you recommend that we we don't go after all these things, but we we bring Jesus into our life? How do you, how would we do that? Um, I would say um, when you put your feet to the floor, mm-hmm. say, fill me, Jesus. Mm. Fill me with your love today. Mm. Fill me with mercy. Fill me with forgiveness. Oh. Fill me with humility. Fill me with wisdom. Oh. Think about what you have to do today. What What are you going to be facing in the day yes. that you need that only Jesus can give? Fill me with patience. Oh, this is beautiful. Fill me with understanding. Fill me with peace of mind, peace of heart. You know, we all have things in, in, when we start our day that we're facing. And um, ask Jesus to fill, fill us. This is totally inspiring. It gives me a, a whole way of waking up and, you know, instead of just praying like prayers, like 
talk to him like I'm, I'm at the woman at the well and say, Lord, fill my, fill my bucket with mercy and love right. and forgiveness and so forth. Beautiful. Our, our, my bucket is empty this morning, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go and face a, a two-hour commute. Mm-hmm. Fill me with patience. Patience, Lord. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know, those simple things. Uh-huh. I have a great big meeting today. Mm-hmm. A meeting. Fill me Fill with me wisdom. With wisdom. <laughs> very, yeah, very so good. This is a beautiful analogy. It's very, very inspiring. And so I think uh, the woman at the well is, is our saint for those who hunger and thirst for holiness. Mm. Um, she reminds us that only Jesus fills us with the living water, fills us with the things that truly will satisfy us. Amen. And Amen. If, if we seek to fill our stomachs, well, we're going to wake up the next morning hungry. Empty, right, right. That's right. And if we want to fill our closets, they're never full enough, are they? Never. Keep a they, they go shopping on Saturday and they turn around and shop on Sunday right. thinking they need more. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So. Oh. Father, right on. This is so great. Thank great. you for all this. This is very inspiring. So let's do um, the merci- those who are merciful. Merciful. Blessed are the, are the merciful, <clears throat> for they shall obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I, when I think of, of mercy, I think of divine mercy. Yes, yes. You know, and there, there's such a difference between human mercy and divine and mercy. And God's mercy, yeah. Yeah, God's mercy is overflowing. It's unconditional. Mm-hmm. He doesn't weigh how much he's going to give today. Where in our mercy, well, I feel like being merciful this morning, but I've had a bad day, so I'm not going to be merciful mm-hmm, tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to take it out on my family. Yeah, I'm going to take it out on my my children or my coworkers. You mm-hmm. see, we we limit our mercy, mm-hmm. and and we decide when we want to be merciful and when we don't. Whereas with Jesus, He's always merciful. So unconditional mercy, in our, mercy, always flowing. Always. And for in our life, whenever we forgive someone, we show mercy. Yeah, absolutely. That just dawned on me. The other, um, the, the saint I found in my, in this the book I'm going to give to my grandchildren was St. Peter Claver. He was a uh-huh. Jesuit, 17th century in Spain. And yeah. He used to uh, greet the slave ships that came in. There were about a, a thousand slaves a month that landed. And he used to go on those ships and he lavished love on those African slaves. He just loved them. And he uh, could, cared for them and taught them the faith. And then um, it, it, it said in this little book that over 300,000 souls entered the church um, through St. Peter Claver. He taught them the catechism and so on, and he, he helped, uh, you know, clean their wounds and taught them to stop fighting and taught them about Jesus. How beautiful. He had a real ministry to the slaves. I never knew that. I remember reading about him, and, and he would meet the slaves at the dock. Yeah. So just imagine you were a slave. You were ripped from your family, your right. friends, your homeland tied up in chains for like almost a three-month voyage underneath the ship yeah and 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 you know very little food very little water unsanitary conditions yeah 
and you didn't know the language, and you were being thrown out into the dock. Yes. And Peter Craver would come with oranges and to feed and food to feed them. He came with oil wow. to anoint them wow. and to clean their wounds. Um, he really did. He was mercy for those people. Yes, because he was. the slave owners did not show them mercy. Right. Right. Where Beautiful Peter story. Clayton did show them mercy. What yeah, a that, story. That's the difference. Powerful. And so who in our life like uh, needs mercy? Well, that's just Ooh. got me thinking. I'm I'm wondering who are our, the people that we minister to and show mercy to. Um, right. The ones that I think of are the, are the ones that perhaps hurt us and that we need to forgive. Yeah. Who are, who are the broken, the lonely, mm-hmm. the forgotten, the sick who need mercy? Right. Who are, who are people who are slaves to their own sins? Wow. That rather than judgment, need mercy to be freed. Amen. The mercy will free people from sins. Whereas judgment just condemns them. Yes. And so who are who are the people who are trapped, emotionally trapped, in their sins, in their brokenness, in their despair? And and the oil of mercy that we give to them by our words, our kindness, our helpfulness, frees them and soothes their suffering, like and, Saint Peter Claver did for them. Right. And so not to judge but to to love. Yes, yes. Judgment doesn't go too far. No. <laughs> Whenever anybody judges me, very seldom do I turn around and say, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if when someone loves me, that my my guard comes down, the mm-hmm. walls fall down. I open up my heart yes. to others. Is when when they love me, when they're merciful to me in my sinfulness. Mm-hmm. That that's when I I my walls come down. Beautiful. And so, let, shall we move on? The pure of heart. Sure. Yes, the pure of heart. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Well, I can't think of anyone other than the Blessed Mother. Oh. To be pure of heart really means to be <clears throat> almost like single-hearted. Mm-hmm. And, and no one. Uh, and the Blessed Mother's most single-hearted person because her heart was always on her son. Mm-hmm. Never on herself. Never worried about her own concerns. It was always on, on Jesus. Always on others. Here, here was Mary and, and she was uh, just conceived Jesus and what does she do? She takes this long journey to visit her cousin Elizabeth mm-hmm. who she hears is going to have a, a, a baby. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't think about herself. She doesn't say, well, I, I better not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I better stay home and take care of my... No, she gets up and she goes with, with uh, uh, Elizabeth to help her. And and Mary stands at the foot of Jesus' cross. Yes, yes. She's not concerned about herself. Um, always pure of heart. Just a single-hearted person. And, and I think of... Go ahead. Well, I, I don't want to stop you because it's so beautiful. Um, I just, I want to ask you before I have a saint in mind to share, but wh- uh-huh. how did, when did you first s- learn to love the Blessed Mother? Oh, I think it was probably when I was three years old. Really? Just, I've always 
she's always been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. I remember getting holy cards when I was little mm -hmm. with blessed love from Jesus at Christmas. Really? You know, and you see the crib. It just seems so natural. It's yeah. like grieving. Yes. The making, you know, the blessed mother was uh, loving her and having her part of my life was mm -hmm. just so natural. Mm -hmm. I, I never, never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just graced you with that love from, from early on. Yeah. And, um... And it seems that, I mean, we have our own mother. Yes. You know, and I had a, I have a great mother. She's still alive. Um, and uh, the, the Blessed Mother just seems, well, just makes sense. Yes. She's the mother of Jesus. Yes. And, and you see her cuddling him and holding him. Yes. As a baby. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's just natural. Now it's the, like breathing. The person I think of for being single-minded and... Um, like uh, pure of heart is Joan of Arc. Um, oh yeah, our saint from our trip, Father. Remember, we we yeah, f we yeah. found her statue in every town we were in. But um, <laughs> she just once she once she finally got it, like she listened to the voices, the Holy Spirit. She didn't detract from that. She just was on her mission, and. Right and lived mm -hmm. and died for her for, for what her faith. So she, yeah. you know, even though they questioned her and, you know, she's and they laughed at her. They, you know, she would say, "Now do this or this is going to happen up there," and they would laugh at her. These kings and lords and everybody, and she didn't care. And then some of those prophecies would come true, and. And then they started respecting her, but even at the end, she wouldn't. You know, she she went to her death like undivided. Mm -hmm. So right, I, I think you know, I think a pure heart. I also think like a, a single-hearted. Yeah, she had she had one vision, and and she listened to only to the voice of Jesus and not to the other voices. Yes, which yes. were uh, constantly trying to tell her not to go this direction. Yes, yes, and and. and and, and being a woman back in those days, yes. she really was um, had mountains to climb, yes. people telling her not to do this. Who are you yes, yes. As, as, as a young woman to be leading an army right. and all these things? Right. And she couldn't listen to those voices. She listened to only the one voice. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at the life of Joan of Arc, she, she, you know, she talks about the, the voice. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the voice that spoke to her, and, and, and she listened to that voice in, in the depths of her heart and not the other voices mm -hmm. in the world. So how can we and do I, that, Father? How do, how do we listen to the voice of Jesus with a single mind and heart? Well, we have to, we have to um, enter into, a, into the silence. Mm. We, we all have a hundred voices. Mm -hmm. We have our job, our family, our friends, mm -hmm. um, our wants, our desires, all these voices going on in our head. Yeah. No wonder we don't hear the voice of Jesus speak yeah. to us. Yeah. We have like 20, 30 voices in our heads all, all day long. We, we're thinking about the last conversation we had. Right. And what we need to do is go into the silence and slowly silence all those voices until there's only one voice left, mm -hmm. and that is Jesus mm -hmm. whispering, because Jesus is not going to yell at us. Right, right, right. 
it's like like Elijah. You know, it's the earthquake and the fire. Yes. Uh, it's in the wind. God was not in that. He was in the still small whisper. Yes, yes, yes. And we need to enter into the silence to hear God whispering to us. And that's really contemplation. Yeah, yes, it is. And you look around the world today, you look at people on the street, they all have headphones on. Uh huh. But they're not listening to Jesus. No, I know, I know. I thought no. of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So they, they, everyone needs to enter into the silence so that all the other voices are, are made calm, and the only voice that left speaking are the whispers of Jesus in our hearts. That's beautiful, Father. Um, yeah. we have our hearts really are torn. How many hearts are torn by conflicting desires and feelings? Exactly. Exactly. And so no wonder we don't sleep at night. Right. Right. You know, people don't sleep well anymore because they, the stress, the anxiety, um, their hearts are so torn and divided, filled with worry. Um, but so, the more pure heart, single-hearted they are. It's almost like we have to practice silence in ourselves. Yeah. For prayer practice it, mm-hmm. to tune everything out, you know, to just focus. We're, I, with only five and a half minutes left, let's continue, Father. <laughs> um, the peacemakers. peacemakers. Well, of course, that's St. Francis again. Uh-huh. Make me an instrument of your peace. Yes, yes. Boy, do we need that nowadays with elections coming up. Really? Oh, everybody's angry at each other, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. Just turn you on the TV. politics. It's hard. It's you can't hard talk to t- right for because that really gets into an argument. We need to be peacemakers. Right, right, right. And and, uh, so, and that was Saint Francis. He he was make me an instrument of your peace. Beautiful, beautiful. Peacemakers aren't worried about who's going to win or lose. Mm-hmm. They, they treat friend and foe alike. Um, yeah. And his his examples of loving nature and the sun and the birds and. Um, he was just peace. He lived peace. Yes, with everything. You're right. You're absolutely right. With peace with creation, mm-hmm. peace with uh, his his uh, brothers, peace in the church. Right. You know, the church is very torn right now. Right. Well, at the time of St. Francis, the church was in bad straits. Sure. And the Lord told him, go rebuild my church. Yes. And the way Francis rebuilt the church was by being a peacemaker. Maybe That's we should, how he rebuilt the church. We can take a, a lesson from that, Father, probably. Yes. Rather than arguing and debating yes, yes. And, and, and pointing out who's right or who's wrong, uh, um, uh, peace silences all of that. That's true, doesn't it? Isn't it? It Father, does, doesn't it? Uh, the, cl- people, the clock keeps heart. ticking here. I have to s- let's keep going because we're not going to finish. Those who are persecuted for the sake of holiness and faith. <laughs> well, I've, I've got to give, I've got something more important I've got to bring up. Tell me. They can look at, uh, our listeners can go to blessed are the persecuted, um, but, and blessed are those who revile you. But the most important thing is mm-hmm. the Beatitudes are like a ladder. Mm. You know, as you're climbing rung by rung by ladder. Yes. If you have trouble uh, being, uh, like, say, perhaps number four, blessed are those who mourn. Right. If you have trouble uh, with that beatitude, go to the one before it. Right. <clears throat> you know, when you walk up a ladder, you have to do one step at a time, right? Oh, right. 
so um, so for example, say say your difficulty is being pure in heart. Right. Well, what you do is go back to the previous beatitude and work on being merciful. Oh. You cannot be pure in heart until you become merciful. Oh. You cannot be a peacemaker until mm. you become pure in heart. Beautiful. So, so if you have a particular beatitude you're struggling with, look at the previous one and focus on that. That's so helpful. Yes, it is. Right. Annie, right? Yeah. Annie's listening, right. and so is Pat. Father, we only have two and a half minutes left. That's a beautiful um, image to end on, to help us, to inspire us in prayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Beatitudes are a ladder to, you could say, a ladder to holiness. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay? Beautiful. There's no way we'll be able to endure persecution and revilement uh-huh. if we are not peacemakers. Beautiful. And there's no way we'll be at peace in our heart if we are not first pure of heart. Exactly. And we will never be pure in heart if we are not merciful. Powerful, Father. Powerful. With a with we a very not be merciful unless we hunger and thirst for holiness first. If we understand holiness, then we will be merciful. We will understand how to be merciful. Beautiful, Father. We we're coming up to end now, and we always end our show with praying for people. So we don't have too many requests, and this one asked to be remain anonymous. But uh, she's asking to please pray for her Uncle Roy, who needs a miracle, and he is very sick. And please pray, and thank you. And I would ask for a a job for my son, Rich. And Annie, Mm -hmm. do you have any prayer requests here? Just for my friend Nancy um, and the healing of her body, mind, and soul. She has ALS. So So those we have a minute, Father, to, to pray. Okay, well, on this Feast of All Saints, this is the most perfect day of prayer because the communion of saints, our heavenly intercessors, are all gathered around the throne of the Lamb, interceding for all these people, seeking prayers, interceding for them in the communion of saints in one gathered prayer before the Lamb of God, Heavenly Father. Heal them, grant them their needs through the intercession of the army of saints in your heavenly kingdom around the foot of the Lamb. Amen. And would you bless our listeners, Father? And may the good Lord bless all of your listeners and may the hateful saints intercede for you for the grace that you need this day, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Made you well. Go in peace.